0: Before we hop into the episode, my dear listener, I just want to say I'm so sorry that this episode came out a week late, but also thank you for the understanding and grace that I'm sure that you would give me. I just so appreciate um, that I don't have to produce episodes when it is a burden and it is overwhelming. And so I so appreciate the grace that you have. And I promise I will try my hardest not to let that happen very often. So now into the episode. Good morning my friends! I'm so happy to be back. I have been away for a little bit. Uh, I had a mini retreat where we actually dove into this Psalm 27 that we are going through and it was so valuable, so beneficial to see how God wants to use believing, seeking, and waiting in our lives. And it's so awesome to see how he uses those things in different people's lives in different ways. And he is just so, so faithful. And so I'm just so excited to share with you um, a little bit of what we talked about and to also just um, kind of spend a minute on this this idea of seeking. What are you seeking and what seeking really means? But first and foremost, let's dive into Psalm 27. I will start with what we already read in our last episode, and then we'll kind of get into our scripture for today. Psalm 27, verse 1, reading from the ESV. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Right, we talked about these first three verses really pointing to this idea of not just knowing something, but truly believing it, truly relying on it, truly building your life upon it, right? And that belief when it comes to building your life on it, that's not a salvational issue. The only belief that really matters when it comes to salvation is belief as Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And that faith is a gift of God, and that, that is once for all, you're good to go. But we're talking about day-to-day growth with the Lord. And I think as we're talking about this idea of belief as well, it ties into everything else. Because belief and building your life on this is so important because why are we seeking God that we're going to talk about in a little bit? It's because we believe in Him. And there are so many false beliefs that can be so sneaky and have such big impacts on our lives that when we realize we have these false beliefs. (laughs) Sorry, y'all. My cat just tried to eat some of my ranch for my snack. and Now she's like licking her mouth like that was the worst thing I've ever tasted. Well, it serves you right, Arwen. (laughs) But as you are like having these sneaky false beliefs that come in and they disrupt how you're thinking, they disrupt how you're feeling, and then they disrupt how you're able to show up in life. And so we want to be able to find those false beliefs and pull them out. So the areas where we are seeking something else, oftentimes that's going to be based on a false belief. But I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Let's continue on in Psalm 27. Jumping back in in verse four, one thing have I asked of the Lord that I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. And isn't that a beautiful verse? One thing have I asked of the Lord. One thing will I seek after. And that word seek, the Hebrew word is really beautiful. It's this picture of seeking to secure, actually seeking to get hold of something or seeking as in aiming at one thing I'm seeking to get a hold of, one thing I'm aiming at that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. This seeking we see here is seeking to be in God's presence. Seeking to know him in a deeper way, in a clearer way. Going on, for he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. And here we see that belief coming in. Why are you seeking? Because I trust that he will do this. He will keep me safe. He will hide me and and give me a foundation in the midst of trouble. Going on to verse 6, And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. We see this response that because of how good he is, you're responding. And because of how good he is, you want to know him. You want to be with him. Going on, Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. And again, that word, seek to secure or aim at you have said, Seek my face. My heart says to you, Your face, Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. O oh, you who have been my help, recognizing what God has already done for you, you who have been my help, cast me not off, forsake me not, O oh God of my salvation. For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Even when you're in the midst of trouble, <laughs> you can see how God has helped you. You can see his goodness. Even when other people may mistreat you or turn away from you or, or not support you, God does. The Lord will take me in. And we see over and over throughout this section, these assertions of God's character, of who he is and how he will surely act. He will surely act to hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will surely act to conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will surely lift me up high upon a rock. Right, Looking at who God is as the basis for why we seek him. So I would just encourage you to take a moment to think about your life. A few episodes ago, we, we talked about seeking the gifts rather than the giver. And the gifts that God gives are so good. But we're not meant to seek the gifts. We're meant to seek the Lord. So I would just invite you to think about your past week. When you think about your actions, when you think about your thoughts, how you've spent your time, what are you seeking? For you, it it may be similar to me where you tend to want to seek peace of mind. Maybe you want to seek rest. Maybe you want to seek joy or fun. Maybe you want to seek purpose or success or feeling worthy. Oh, the cat's going for the ranch again, y'all. So sorry. I'm here to interrupt my normally programmed content to get my cat away from my ranch. (laughs) I'm so distraught about this. (laughs) Anyway, coming back. Thank y'all for bearing with me. But what are you seeking? And when we're totally honest with ourselves and with God about this, it can be very revealing. And we see here that natural response, right, of someone seeing who God is and responding, of wanting to offer him sacrifices with shouts of joy, of wanting to praise him. And our natural response can be, "Ooh, I see I'm not seeking God. I see I'm seeking peace. I see I'm seeking purpose. I see I I am seeking to want to feel safe. Rather than seeking God. So, because I'm doing that, I'm going to go and I'm going to implement all of these strategies. I'm going to start, you know, spending 20 minutes a day in my Bible at 5 a.m. And I'm going to get up really early and I'm going to do all these things. But the thing is that that is only targeting our actions. And we really need to ask ourselves, why am I seeking this? Because it's one thing to say, this is what I'm seeking. And try and change that superficially. But it's another thing entirely to say, why am I seeking this? I always say the fruit shows the root. And so when you see that you are seeking something other than God, you got to just look at the root. What's underneath? And what's underneath is usually a false belief. For example, if I am seeking rest right? If I'm feeling exhausted and I am adamantly seeking to find rest instead of seeking God, what's the false belief that could be under that, right? The false belief could just be, man, if I only got enough sleep, I would feel rested. If only there wasn't so much drama in my life. If I could cut out all that drama, I would feel rested. And the heart of those two thoughts is that rest Is about me I am able to make myself feel rested but the truth that we see in scripture is that God is the one who gives true rest and so we see this false belief that could also show up as my rest is on my shoulders (laughs) and if I am in a conflict with someone there's no way I can possibly be at rest If I'm busy, there's no way I can possibly be at rest. All of these limiting beliefs that we place on ourselves and on God when really those are the things we need to dive into and to change. Because if I am trying to find all of these other ways to rest rather than sitting in the Lord's presence, we see there's a false belief there. But if I truly 100% believe that in the Lord and in the Lord alone, I get rest I get rejuvenated, I get renewed and refreshed, then that would show up in my actions. If I truly believed that sitting with the Lord, being in his presence, reading his word would fill me up more than a nap. And by the way, there is nothing wrong with naps. I'm just trying to dissect one example of how false beliefs can yield actions, specifically us seeking something other than the Lord. And not every action is going to be a bad fruit. If you are napping because you realize that God has given you this gift to nap, or you didn't get sleep last night and you also recognize that that's how you want to care for your body today, there is nothing wrong with that. It's about the intention and the why behind it. And that's why we're talking about beliefs. So we need to go from seeing that action that we don't like, that result that we don't like, and look at what is underneath Because like this scripture shows, why is David the author? Why is he seeking God? Because he sees who God is clearly. He believes in God and he loves God. When you're seeking other things, there is a false belief in your life that those other things are more important for one reason or another. Or that there's another way to get those things for one reason or another. And those are false beliefs because we know that when we have a right belief and a right view of God, that is naturally going to lead to seeking Him. And I am such a culprit of this, of seeing an action that I'm not a fan of or a result I don't like, like seeking peace or, or seeking rest or seeking my worth from other people and validation, all these things. And I'll go and just try and change it and I'll try and change how I'm acting. But the thing is, when we just target the action, it doesn't stick because it still has the same root. The root hasn't changed. And so the fruit, is going to show up again. So if you realize that you are seeking something else besides the Lord, ask yourself why. What false belief is underlying that and how can you intentionally see God more clearly? Ask the Lord to show you what action steps he has for you, what truths he wants to speak to you. And ask him to come in and change and transform or even pluck out that bad root and instead plant positive seeds of his truth. Because we got to combat that false belief with truth and with belief in who God is with seeing him clearer. And then the natural fruit of that now good root, the natural outflow, is going to be seeking the Lord from a healthy place. So I hope that this was helpful for you. And I want you to know as well that if you are are feeling any sort of guilt or shame, please know that in Christ there is no condemnation. Not when you have faith in him and you are covered by his righteousness, his goodness. So may this conviction be a sign to you if you're feeling convicted at all. A sign to you of where there are bad roots that you with the Lord are going to go intentionally care for. Whether that means bringing it and transforming it to be a good root or completely plucking it out and pulling it up and getting rid of those weeds. Why are you seeking what you're seeking? And how can you transform that why with biblical, Jesus-focused truth? If something really huge came up for you, I'd love to hear about it. Feel free to send me an email. Feel free to reach out to me on any social media platform. I would absolutely love to hear what is coming up for you. And I will catch you in our next episode. Also, just follow up. I moved my cup with ranch and veggies and my cat Arwen has followed the cup. So she is, I guess ranch was not the worst thing she tasted. I guess it's the best thing. (laughs) But I'm just coming on to let you know that if you know that you have some bad fruit that you want to either weed out or or transform if you have these false beliefs and you're just not quite sure how to shift them in day-to-day life, but you're ready to, you're ready to grow, you're ready to know God deeper and clearer and to really start to see that good fruit growing in your life, I'd invite you to the Grow and Glow coaching program. It's 90 days of one-on-one coaching and also some really awesome chances for you to really rest with the lord through faith-filled yoga but really we spend time doing this exact thing but instead of going it on your own you will have a guide a cheerleader an encourager who has been down this road before and can help you really not only identify the bad fruit and find that root, but also to plant and water good seeds in your heart coming back to growing in Christ so that you can ultimately glow in your kingdom calling. So check out the link in the show notes, and I would love to see you there.